Spectrum Business works with small businesses nationwide, so we know that running your own business means doing it all. Marketing, sales, inventory, customer service, and more. Spectrum One for Business helps you keep it all connected for just $49.99 a month. Get fast, reliable internet, advanced Wi-Fi with security shield, and a free mobile line for one low price. Stay connected and do it all with Spectrum One for Business. Only $49.99 a month. Go to spectrum.com slash business to learn more. Restrictions apply. Service is not available in all areas. What's up, guys? It's Jordan Rowling, host and producer of Billboard News. And Gary Trust, Billboard Senior Director of Charts. And you're listening to This Week in Billboard News. Let's dive on in. This week, Billboard's cover artist, or should I say artists, are City Girls. They're being called the first promising female rap duo since Salt and Peppa debuted three decades ago. Obviously, having tons of success, even on the charts, right, Gary? Yeah, they've started to break through, uh, twerk and act up. Both hit the top 40 and the Hot 100 last year. Leave Them Alone's doing pretty well right now. Yeah, hard not to know those songs. Super relatable, super viral. Actually, Megan Garvey, one of Billboard's freelance contributors, she's the one that wrote the story, and she headed down to Atlanta and got to catch up with JT and Young Miami. I spoke to her on the phone earlier and she gave me the whole scoop. Well, first of all, Megan, thanks so much for hopping on a call with us all the way from Chicago. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. Okay, so you actually got to talk to the City Girls made up of JT and Young Miami. How did that conversation go? Probably one of the most fun interviews that I've done in the past year. They were just totally themselves and like um, like a joy to talk to, totally unguarded and just like in love with each other. Like it was really cool to see how genuine their bond was. I read the the article. Sounds like it was pretty casual. So you showed up. It was also JT's birthday, her 27th birthday, right? It's interesting because JT is living in a halfway house currently, so it's not like you could go out and rage on your birthday because you've got to be back by a certain curfew. But, uh, you know, there's a birthday cake and whatnot. And when is she supposed to be done with the whole halfway house thing? Um, That, I believe, would be in March of this year. So interesting. So the whole time JT was away, you know, Young Miami was holding it down. She also gave birth to her second child. Did she talk about that whole situation? Within the same month of JT's release, she gave birth. And um, from talking to her and from talking with the heads of quality control, like they had to beg her to stop performing and stop doing videos. Like when she was well into her third trimester, they were like, please stop working. Wow. She actually was saying that um, when she first found out she was pregnant, she was really concerned that, you know, this was going to be yet another, like, thing that could cap their career. Um, but she she was talking about how she had a conversation with Cardi, actually, who, of course, was in the same situation. And Cardi was like, listen, it's 2019. Like, this is a new generation. It's a new world. People, like, it's not like the past where if a woman becomes a mother, like, her entertainment career is dead. Like, people want to experience that with you like your fans want to see that part of your life 
but they I have do. a new album coming out, right? They're, they have a, yes. a new album coming out. When is that due? When I talked to the girls, they were actually really sort of like um, obsessive over the album and they weren't totally prepared to put it out so soon. Like they were just talking about it. because this is the first time nobody really knew of the City Girls unless you were a super dedicated like rap nerd before JT went to prison because um, it was the Drake song in my feelings that blew him up and JT went to prison the day after that song dropped. So this is kind of the first time that the world is gonna see the City Girls together. So they seem really focused on making sure the album is super on point. So whether it comes out actually this spring or not, it's hard to say, but. Right, and they're also slated to play uh, both weekends at Coachella. So I guess we really will get to see uh, their kind of debut. Exactly. Yeah, it's going to be cool. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for chatting with us, Megan. We so appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. Well, as you just heard, obviously, we'll have a new album from them this spring. Or if JT and Miami have it their way, probably like early summer. But you'll also be able to catch them both weekends at Coachella. All right. For the full story, head to Billboard.com. And now it's the news Mac Miller fans everywhere have been waiting for. Circles, which is the companion album to the late rapper's 2018 set, Swimming, is going to be released on January 17th. Out of anything I've ever been addicted to, music is the craziest. You know, that's, that is like, like it's, it's to the point that I'm so into the shit that that everything else in my life disappeared. Max family posted on Instagram making the announcement. They said he was working with star producer John Bryan, who, quote, dedicated himself to finishing circles based on his time and conversations with Malcolm. Yeah, his family also went on to say at the time of his passing, Malcolm was well into the process of recording circles, his companion album Swimming, calling it two different styles, complementing each other, completing a circle. Swimming was the concept. I love that. Yeah, the family added, quote, we simply know that it was important to Malcolm for the world to hear. I can't even answer the question of who is, like, who is Mac Miller? Like, what makes you, you? I'm just like, I don't know. I just love music and do everything. Although there have been a few leaks here and there, this will be the first official release since the Pittsburgh rapper's death in September 2018. Circles will arrive two days before what would have been his 28th birthday on January 19th. Wow, 28. Well, it's great to see that even after he's gone, his family and even producers are working to keep his legacy going. It's been really important to Mac's family that fans celebrate the day of his birth rather than the day of his death. So that's why it's coming out around his birthday. That's kind of what my whole th thing's always been about, is that it's just like, in a world where no one believed that I could do this, I had a team of people that did. Yeah, you got that yummy, 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 yummy. Bieber is back in his first solo single since 2016. Justin Bieber dropped the track Yummy to start 2020, marking his first solo material in over four years. This album is different because of where I'm at in my life. No Yummy kicks off what could be the year of Bieber. He's also announced a 2020 tour, and he has a 10-part documentary series, Justin Bieber Seasons, premiering on YouTube on January 27th. All that accompanies his upcoming first album since late 2015. Trevor Anderson, Billboard's R&B hip-hop chart manager, is here. Trevor, welcome. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. What up, Trevor? So this is a different sonic turn than what we've heard mostly from Bieber. Over the years, he teased that this was going to be R&B on the socials. Trevor, surprised by the evolution? 
in a sound? Um, not really. I mean, you know, we have had an R&B project from Bieber before, back in 2013, Journals. I know that's kind of, I guess it'd be maybe be like a mixtape nowadays. It's kind of a lost album. So um, I'm not particularly surprised, you know, Purpose was such a good, a good pop album and it really just conquered the pop world. But you know, celebrities don't really, or musicians don't really try to do, you know, Purpose Part 2. They really want to continue to expand and grow. And I think for him, R&B is a, a natural fit. What's interesting is R&B Hip Hop Radio is playing Yummy right off the bat. Some stations, they've never played a Bieber song before, but this one fits the bill for them. Yeah, I think it's one of those things where there was a meme a couple years ago where it like showed Beliebers in 2010 were just like, you know, basically like 9, 10, 12 year old girls. <laughs> and then Beliebers in 2015 when Purpose came out are like a bunch of black dudes, like just like, you know, these regular people. So I think especially with Purpose, um, you know, Bieber grew, I mean, literally grew up. So that kind of helps that he's not, you know, this sort of preteen star anymore. But the fan base has expanded way beyond just, you know, the typical uh, preteen teenage girl. So I think, um, you know, obviously they're seeing what's receptive, what's popular. He's worked with a lot of people. He's got co-signs from just about everybody in the business. So I think that really helps expand his clout. And I think the radio stations are latching onto that. And, you know, they know a star when they see one. Trevor, does, does his new sound or the new sound of Yummy kind of remind you of any artist or? Um, I would say it definitely like rides in that Chris Brown kind of like hotline bling kind of vein where you know it's a little bit of rap it's mostly sung it kind of the vocals are really just kind of relaxed they're not trying to be up in front and center and blaring so it's kind of got that that easy groove that i think chris and drake and a lot of those people are using awesome all right thanks trevor as for the chart potential of yummy we'll get to that in just a bit and we go over all the latest news in the billboard charts this week as humans we go through so many ups and downs so many good seasons bad seasons well, in other news, Hailey Bieber is coming to the defense of her hubby. On Wednesday, Justin revealed he's been diagnosed with Lyme disease in an Instagram post. So if you're not aware, Lyme disease is a tick-borne illness that can leave people with symptoms such as fever, headache, fatigue, a rash, and even neurological problems. That's according to the CDC. Naturally, since it is the internet, his announcement was met with a slew of hate comments from people who claim that since the infection is curable when caught in its early stages, Bieber is making a big fuss out of nothing. So while Bieber chose not to respond to the hate, Haley definitely was not having it. Over on Twitter, she wrote, for those who are trying to downplay the severity of Lyme disease, please do your research and listen to the stories of people who have suffered with it for years. Making fun of and belittling a disease you don't understand is never the way. All it takes is educating yourself. What's interesting is there's actually quite a few other celebrities who suffer from Lyme disease also, right, Gary? Yeah, unfortunately, it's a fairly common. Haley also thanked Gigi and Bella Hadid, their mother as well, Yolanda, who's been suffering from Lyme disease for years. She said for, quote, their clarity and information. Uh, she also shouted out Avril Lavigne, who's also faced the disease for, quote, all you do to educate people. Oh, my Lyme. God, I totally remember when that came out about Avril. Well, in Justin's announcement that he has Lyme disease, he also wrote that that upcoming YouTube series will explain everything he's been, quote, battling and overcoming. When you're doing what you are good at, you just feel like you're where you're supposed to be. This ain't doing me any good. I'm in the wrong town. I said that Hollywood. Actor Timothy Chalamet is ready to tackle his next big role, as you probably guessed from the last song that just played. Chalamet is teaming up with legendary singer-songwriter Bob Dylan and director James Mangold for an untitled musical biopic based on the book Dylan Goes Electric by Elijah Wald. So Fox Searchlight secured music rights for the new feature, and it's set to track the icon's switch from folk to more electric-based rock, which Dylan himself will executive produce. So this isn't the first time he's played a musically inclined character. You remember 
Call Me By Your Name back in 2017. Right. And he actually said that he prepped for a month and a half to play the piano on screen. So I'm wondering, does he play the guitar? If you're going to play Dylan, you kind of have to. Right. right? Exactly. <laughs> this is just the latest in a line of studio biopics about music greats. If you recall, Fox's Bohemian Rhapsody earned over $900 million at the global box office, with star Rami Malek receiving an Oscar for his performance as frontman Freddie Mercury, while Taron Egerton earned a Golden Globe for his role as Elton John in Paramount's Rocketman. Also, in November, it was announced that a movie about the life and career of Michael Jackson is in the works from Bohemian Rhapsody producer Graham King and his GK Films. For everything we know about the Dylan biopic, head to Billboard.com. Grammy season is kicking into high gear. On Wednesday, the Recording Academy announced the first round of performers for the 62nd Annual Grammy Awards taking place on January 26th. And it looks like Billboard's Woman of the Year, Billie Eilish and Lizzo, will both make their debuts on the Grammy stage tour. Well, I mean, did Cindy Lauper have something to do with this? I don't know if you guys remember, but at Billboard's Women in Music, she actually mentioned both of these artists. My favorite new acts are Billie and Lizzo. Yes. Meanwhile, Blake Shelton and Gwen Stefani will perform together for the first time ever, as the couple shared via Twitter on Tuesday. Blake writing, nobody but you, Gwen Stefani, that I'd rather share this year's stage with. Oh well, obviously, as most of you know, they were both judges on The Voice together, and Blake has always been vocal about how he feels about his girl. Back in November, while on the NBC show, he said this. I've had Gwen as my best friend, and I can see the effect that it has on somebody, the way she helps you to believe in yourself. And a month before in September, while on Access Daily, he said this. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I, still, I, I still can't believe that I'm dating Gwen Stefani. <laughs> if I have won anything from The Voice, it's that. <laughs> it's that, it's that no offense. My favorite human being I have ever met in my life. You guys. All right, back to that great lineup. 2020 Music Cares person, or should we say people, of the year Aerosmith will also rock the stage with a medley of their biggest hits. This year, Lizzo leads all nominees with eight Grammy nominations, followed by Billy and Lil Nas X, each with six. Jordan Billboard's going to have everything covered Grammy-wise. Absolutely. You can catch the Billboard Grammys pre-show live on Twitter at 5.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Sunday, January 26th. You can also check out the full list of nominations plus our Grammy predictions over at Billboard.com. All right, looks like Katy Perry's dark horse legal battle will continue. Attorneys for the singer and her collaborators on the 2014 hit are demanding a retrial in the copyright battle that resulted in a $2.78 million judgment against Perry, Dr. Luke, and others back in July. Just to put it into perspective, Gary, that track was a huge hit on the charts, right? Oh yeah, even by Katy Perry uh, standards, her ninth and most recent Billboard Hot 100 number one spent over a year on the charts, her longest charting hit to date totals, According to Nielsen Music, maybe the most impressive, 1.2 billion U.S. streams today. Dark Horse did 1.2 billion U.S. streams. Yeah. Wow. Well, defense attorneys are calling the jury's finding that the pop star and her associates lifted a beat from Christian rapper Flame, a.k.a. Marcus Gray, and his 2008 track Joyful Noise Without Permission as, quote, a travesty of justice. Take a listen for yourselves. Here is Katy Perry's Dark Horse. And here is Flame's Joyful Noise. Like three strikes at home, son. Like a home run. 
What do you guys out there think? Are the two tracks similar? Well, obviously, Katie's defense team thinks they are not. In a motion filed on December 27th in U.S. District Court in California, Katie's attorneys claim that the plaintiffs failed to prove substantial similarity between the two songs and failed to establish that Joyful Noise was ever even big enough that the Dark Horse team may have ever even heard it. Wow. Well, Billboard reached out to attorneys for Flame and his collaborators for comment, but so far we haven't heard back. And though a retrial is mentioned as an option, the defense is alternatively asking the judge to throw out the jury's decision altogether, asserting that jurors failed to follow court instructions. Just gets messier on every angle, doesn't it? Really does. All right, for a full breakdown of the 45-page court document and for all the details in the lawsuit, head to billboard.com. Kesha is going to be raising hell, to quote her current single. Oh, love the pun, Gary. That's what I do. On the road this summer, she's announced her 2020 High Road Tour. Here with us to talk about it, Lindsay Havens, senior editor at Billboard. Lindsay, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. What can you tell us about the tour? What can we expect? Yeah, so this tour is set to launch on April 23rd in Sugarland, Texas. Looks like the tour is going to feature a decade's worth of her iconic hits like TikTok, Praying, and more. And it's also going to support her latest album, High Road, which is set to drop on on January 31st. Lindsay, you actually talked to her about High Road when you wrote her cover story for Billboard in September. You guys were riding bikes and grabbing beers. <laughs> what can fans expect from the album? What's the vibe? Yeah, so fun Kesha is totally back. She feels like she purged a lot of emotions on Rainbow. And with this tour, she really just wants to have fun again. You know, there are a lot of party anthems on this album. There are some ballads too, which she can definitely deliver as we saw as she did at the Grammys two years ago. So I think everyone can just expect a really big party. Big Frida will be joining Kesha on the road. They worked together before, Lindsay. Can you tell us about their relationship and what that might translate to live? Yeah, it sounds like they have the best relationship possible. Kesha brought her out on her cruise last year and she was telling me when she was in the dressing room getting ready, she heard Big Frida performing and ran out. She didn't even have shoes on. Jumped on stage because it just seemed like such a party that Kesha wanted to be a part of. And the two of them even have matching tattoos, fun fact. Wow. So I think you can expect really, really great chemistry from the two of them. What's the tattoo of? It is of a fish, like the bones of a fish, I believe. At least that was Kesha's. I'm pretty sure Frida has the same one. Wow, that's really cool. Yeah. All right, Lindsay, thanks so much. Of course. Tickets are on sale now. You can find all the dates at billboard.com. Festival season is quickly approaching, and a lot of the big festivals have already started dropping their lineups. So, start off. Gary, take it away. Yeah, let's uh, take our talents to South Beach Ultra Miami. March 20th through the 22nd, David Guetta, DJ Snake, Flume, Major Lazer, Martin Garrix, Tale of Us, Zed. So Just, pretty much everyone. Yeah, pretty much everyone in the dance world. All right, moving on to Coachella, April 10th through April 19th. We have Rage Against the Machine, Calvin Harris, Meg the Stallion, Hot Girl, Louis Capaldi, Travis Scott, DaBaby, Summer Walker, Frank Ocean, Lana Del Rey, Lil Nas X, and K-pop supergroup Big Bang. That's what's interesting about how Coachella and a lot of these festivals have evolved. It's not just one sound anymore. There's really everything just in that one lineup alone. They're really catering to a very wide audience. All right, Stagecoach also comes up April 24th through the 26th. Another huge lineup there. Thomas Rhett, Billy Ray Cyrus, Lil Nas X, Carrie Underwood, Dan and Shay, ZZ Top, Eric Church, Diplo, Brian Adams. Even Stagecoach, not just country anymore. Yeah, ZZ Top, Brad Adams, too, making right. comebacks. And on the Bonnaroo Music and Arts Festival, June 11th through June 14th. We've got Tool, Miley Cyrus, Meg Stallion again, Brittany Howard, Lizzo, Tenacious D, Tame Impala, Lana Del Rey again, and Vampire Weekend. You know, most shows I go to, Jordan, it's one folk singer and a guitar. It's like 
totally different world for me. Well, I expect to see you at all of these, Gary. <laughs> for a full list of lineups for your favorite festival, head to billboard.com. This week's top chart news, Post Malone Circles is back at number one on the Billboard Hot 100 songs chart after a four-week break. That's when the weekend's heartless led for one week, and Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You ruled for three. Can't keep Post out. He's back. Yeah. Well, Carey's classic, by the way, falls off the Hot 100 entirely, making it the first song ever to depart the chart directly from number one. But Mariah totally saw the bright side of that tweeting when she found out the news. Worth it. Ha. Another record. Well, I guess that's because the holiday season's over. Yep. So no one's listening anymore. Yeah, and it'll come back next year. All these holiday songs, they'll be back again. Absolutely. Also on the Hot 100, Maroon 5's Memories jumps from number 9 to number 2, lifting the band into elite company. Historically, Maroon 5 is now ranked in the top two spots on the Hot 100 and charts dated in the 2000s, 10s, and now 20s. So they're just the second group ever placed in the top two in three distinct decades. The Rolling Stones, who hit the Hot 100's top two in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Rolling is just a synonymous word of success, isn't it, Oh, it is. Jordan Rolling understands, for sure. Also, Roddy Rich earns his first Top 100 Top 10 this week as the box bounced from number 13 to number 3. Also takes over at number 1 in the streaming songs chart, hot R&B hip-hop songs, and hot rap songs. Looking ahead to next week, we should have a really competitive race, Jordan, for number 1 on the Hot 100. All these songs we're mentioning, other than uh, Pariah, because it's past the holiday season, but Circles, Memories, and The Box all could be challenging for the top spot. Also, as we mentioned before, Justin Bieber's Yummy is aiming for a really high debut. The song's off to a really strong start on pop and, as we said, R&B hip-hop radio after its release on January 3rd. So uh, probably going to be Bieber's 17th Hot 100 Top 10 at least. We'll see how high it actually debuts. Wow, Bieber is back. All right, to find out where everything shakes out, check out Billboard.com Sunday. That's when we'll reveal the top 10 of the Billboard 200 albums chart. And Monday, that's when we reveal number one and more on the Hot 100. All right, guys, that's all we've got for you today. I'm Jordan Rowling. I'm Gary Trust. See ya. See ya.